Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we have got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. But you should know that by now. You should also know if you want to get involved with us anytime on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, you can do so on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52 Duh. What up, Motsi? How we feeling? We're feeling good. We're feeling like we're almost at game day, baby. So I'm excited about that, man. Home opener time, man. We, we're doing our final yeah. preparations, me and you, man. That's right. We absolutely are. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. As a player, does it feel does it, the first home game of the season, does it feel different? Is there something in the air? Is it something with the weather? Maybe more crisp with some of the wind as we get to this time of year. It's your first time. Now, obviously, I don't mean just in the sense of, you know, these guys played empty stadiums or only partially full stadiums. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking in general, right? I, I got to imagine that home opener feeling is really something that, that's tangible, that guys get excited for, that, you know, puts a little extra pep in your step. Oh, yeah, you definitely get excited about it. I mean, it's the first time that you get a chance to show the new crowd that comes out there what the new 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers will look like. It's the first time you get to come out that tunnel. First time you get to hear your name introduced for the season. I mean, it's a lot that goes into that in terms of why guys get excited about it. And the fans should be excited about it as well. I mean, this is the first time in over, what, a year, two years now that we're going to have a full capacity crowd there at Hinesville. Since December of 2019. It's a long time, man. So it's been 20 months, 21 months. Yeah, a long time, man. Yeah, almost two years. Absolutely. Always uh, a good time for a reminder. That uh, that the terrible tailgate is back. Red light, 5A, starting at 8 in the morning. All you can eat, all you can drink. DJ out there. Hardo going to be out there performing. Woo. Yours truly going to be out there all the Woo. most. You know the homie Wesley Euler going to be out oh, there. Boy. I mean, all I'm saying, man, it's going to be a vibe, baby. I'm making my inaugural appearance. Straight like that. Straight like that. Now, there is a $30 cover. But that's, that's all you can hey, eat, listen, all you can drink, music, everything you want, everything you need right there. That's four hours. Yeah, it starts of, at 8 a.m. Of food and beverages and friendship yeah. and entertainment. I think that's a pretty good value. You break it down like that, Arthur Motes, it's less than 10 bucks an hour. I mean, it's really less than 10 bucks an hour. You're not getting food and drinks for all cheaper than that. All you can all you can drink. It's that, what we do. It's what we do for and, the people. And, for the people. In a great location, too. It's it's at most, at most, a seven-minute walk to the stadium from there. Tops. Tops. Seven minutes. Tops. Yeah. Straight shot, too. Can't it, miss. It, it, it's perfect. Yeah, Straight I cannot shot, wait. Miss, it's supposed to be like 80 degrees out. It's going to be, be maybe a little too warm for Motes and I's taste, but it's going to be beautiful it's out there. It's all good. That means shirtless Motes might make an appearance. Anything Ooh, is possible. You know what that means? That means Arthur, he's going to roll his sleeves up. Hey, now. Like he's J.J. Watt. No. <laughs> Don't you ever. No, I would not. (laughs) 
Rod Dalla tw- tweets us and says it feels like football season this morning. It certainly does. It's a special time of year. It's going to be, again, a little bit warmer than it has been on Sunday, but I guess that's okay. We will, we'll, we'll take one or two warm weather games before we really get into the fall. And, and in the morning, though, if you're down there, uh, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., it's certainly, I would imagine, will be a little crisp before we get closer to uh, to 1 o'clock. When in doubt, just hydrate more. When in doubt, just hydrate more. And, you know, when in doubt, you wear the extra layer in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And then, you then you know, about 10 o'clock when the sun really starts booming, 1030 around there, then you just, you know, you take the hoodie or you take the jacket off and you rock and roll with the black and That's really all that matters. That's yes, the only that, requirement. I mean, that really is all that matters. All right. Uh, is just, uh, just wear some black and gold. All right? Yeah. And, and be yourself. Just be, be yourself. cool. Have fun. Just just be you and be beautiful down yeah, on the North Shore. It's like the first day of school. Don't overthink this thing. Just Having some fun. It. it is like the first day of school, especially when you yeah. haven't had tailgates in a long time. We are looking forward to that. Act We're like looking we've forward. Done this Act like we've done this before. <laughs> Come on, guys. We've done this before. We've been here before. <laughs> We're going to be standing in the parking lot like Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights. Here we go. I don't know what to do with my hands. Am I supposed to look cool? All right, try to look cool here. Don't don't look. look. Are we anxious? Don't be anxious. Are we the first ones here? Yeah, we're the first ones here. All right, all right, it's cool. Breathe. We're normal. We're normal. See, look, we're blending in here. That's how it's going to be, bro. (laughs) I can't wait. I cannot wait for this weekend. Going to be beautiful. Going to be some good football, some friendship, and some fellowship in the air as well. All of our favorite things uh, converging down at the confluence on the North Shore. It will be the Raiders. The Raiders. Coming to the North Shore. And Motsi, did you see what Derek Carr had to say about the Immaculate Reception yesterday? Not verbatim, but I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. I mean. Very interesting take by him. It's it's a good it's good like gamesmanship it's good trolling by you know yeah. that's all he's really doing he's not like being serious he right. I mean maybe he is being serious maybe but he is. he's just trying to rile people up and I do always laugh when that kind of thing happens Moats because in a sense it's not like Steeler Nation greatly overreacted to that or anything but in a sense people do always react people go on Twitter people make their jokes but I always laugh at that because when Derek Carr made that little you know that little snide remark in his press conference about the immaculate reception you know the ball touched the ground for those right. of you who might have missed it that's what Derek we shouldn't assume that everybody saw that yesterday Derek Carr in his press conference um, was talking about the rivalry between the Steelers and uh, the Raiders and how it's one of the most historic and uh, rivalries in the NFL and mentioned the immaculate reception and said the ball hit the ground you know just right. making a joke and then Steelers fans of course uh, some of you ran with it on Twitter I do always laugh when that happens though Moats. Because, like, that's, like, mission accomplished for, for Derek Carr, right? It's, it's like, every time, you know what it makes me think of? Like, every time somebody posts something about the Kardashians, mm-hmm. and you read the comments, and it's like, don't care, don't care, oh, the Kardashians stink, don't care. And it's a thousand of them like that? Mission All you're doing is helping the car. Mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished that's uh, you just driving engagement driving clicks and that is what it's all about and uh and good one there by Derek Carr but he's gonna have to see or drive past the for the Raiders when they come in that immaculate reception monument right there at Heinz Field Motsi as we start to turn the page look a little bit at those Las Vegas Raiders you brought just an absolute brilliant idea to the show uh something that I think we'll we'll do on Thursdays maybe you know, along with three question Thursday, mm-hmm. a what do we, we want to call it? A three things Thursday. A three things Thursday. We could three things Thursday. Arthur Motes laying down the idea, and see, folks, this is why I love uh, doing these shows with Motesy. You know, a lot of the former athletes they just show up. You know, they do the booby miles. It's Uh-oh. God. It's God given. The only thing I got to do is show up, and they get by on their experience playing mm-hmm. in the league. But Arthur Motes, 
he comes and he says, you know what? I got an idea for us. Why don't we try this? We'll do this. We'll see how it works. And I said, I love it. Motsi, that idea was three things that the Raiders do well. Mm-hmm. Three things that the Raiders struggle with. Yes. Both of us kind of giving our opinions on those. And obviously we will take yours as well, too. Since you're the one who laid this down and came up with this great idea, uh, you want to start with the, the positive or the negative? You want to start no, with things start they with do well or things they struggle three, three with? Things they, uh, let's start with the positive part, man. Okay. For me, number one, I think they finish well. They have plenty of times, you know, to cr- uh, crumble in the face of adversity, right? Obviously, towards the end of that game, man, they had some mishaps offensively. And the Ravens ultimately had similar mishaps and blunders. But to me, man, seeing how Derek Carr and that offense come out there and execute that last 30 seconds of the fourth quarter, seeing how they came back in overtime to respond and ultimately Mm -hmm. be aggressive enough to take a shot to win a game versus playing for the field goal. Those type of things, man. I like that that right there. That shows a team that is confident in their ability to finish. Second thing I said to myself was, I like their pass rush. I like it a lot. Now, granted, I know some of that was because of Al at right tackle. He was struggling. But as a whole, I thought that, man, Max Crosby really did some impressive things out there. Now, Yannick Ngakwe, we know he's dealing with a little bit of an injury now. So his availability becomes even more in question. But to me, man, Max Crosby, he's going to be interesting because he has a very favorable matchup in terms of Chooks. So that's the other reason why I like their pass rush. But then the third thing I like about them, man, is they know who they are on offense. Hmm. And they don't shy away from that. (laughs) Our three things are pretty similar. (laughs) Darren Waller, they know, hey, we run our offense through him. They don't don't pull kind of what we do with Claypool at times where it's like we know how dynamic he can be, but it's like we'll forget about him. And I don't know why we do it at times, but it's like (laughs) we'll just be like, you know what, we're not going to go here right now. We're just going to take a quarter or two off. It's true. They don't do that. They continue to go to Darren Waller, and I was present with his 19 targets. That is high level, like, hey, you are the guy, is clear cut. And for me, when you have an identity like that and you're completely fine with it, it becomes more of a weapon. Because if they take that approach of, hey, you know what, we're we're gonna discuss we're trying to hide this Darren Waller love. We want to go to everyone else but Darren. Well, even though you might be fooling people, you're not going to get more productivity out of that. Sure, sure. Whereas with them forcing it at times to Darren, you see how he's able to rise and ultimately make spectacular plays and stuff like that. So those are my three things right there, man. But what say you, my friend? Uh, Like I said, it's it's very funny. Our our three are kind of similar. I said – and, you know, when I wrote this down, I had to stop and think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. But I I, I do believe it. I think they have a balanced offense. Yep. Now, you are correct. The offense runs through Darren Waller. They try. They, there's a clear onus on getting him the ball. Like they don't just let it happen organically in that regard. Mm-hmm. They script to get him the ball. But what I mean by balanced offense is you don't look at them and you say they're one dimensional. Correct. E- even though you know how much they depend on Darren Waller mm-hmm. and how he is the focal point of that offense, they're still not one dimensional. There's a reason why they had one of the best run- young running backs in football, Josh Jacobs, and they still went out and brought in Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. It's because they run the football as well too. That is. That's that John Gruden old school mentality, right? Some of those things that he still has from from the days of yore, from the precedent at times. Talk about it. If you will. John Gruden wants to have a balanced offense. One that, yes, might, you know, look to Darren Waller a, a, a little bit more than you would, or not more than you would expect, but uh, in predictable moments. But there's still that balance there. It's, it's 
not like Moats and I have talked about at times with the Steelers, right, where you could kind of look at the tight end personnel and deduce what they're going to do. It's not like it is sometimes with the Steelers where they might be an RPO, but we all know it's the P, not the Correct. R. Correct. <laughs> like they, they will run the football. They will not give up on running the football if they don't have success with it, and they will obviously throw the football, namely to Darren Waller. Moats, it sounds strange when you consider how big of a focal point he is. But they do have a balanced offense in Oakland. No, they absolutely do. And the other thing is, Josh Jacobs and his availability is obviously in question because he's in with the turf toe. But Kenyon, man, he still he fits what they want to do offensively. It's not a feeling of, all right, with this guy being out, does that change how they run? They right. still, right. you said, are able to still keep that balanced mentality, that balanced approach like that, which makes them a little bit more unique to handle on offense because you have a guy like Darren Waller as well. Typically, we say with this, you'll have either a crazy tight end like that without the running back, or you have the running backs without right. the crazy receiving threat like that, man. But that, that to me, I, I, I like that right. That was good. That was a good call by you, man. It was a really good call. Again, when I wrote it down, when I was thinking about, you know, when you when you told me that you wanted to do this, and I mm-hmm. started thinking about it, and I said, all right, what do I think the Raiders do well? The first thing that came to mind on the offensive side of the football right. was balanced offense, and I said to myself, I was like that. Sounds weird because it, we all know, but but it is. It is a balanced offense. Even though they are heavily relying on Darren Waller, they throw the ball, they run the ball at a, uh, a, a as about as balanced as you'll see from anybody in the NFL. Again, that's the reason why they had, Josh Jacobs was only 23, 24 years old, and they went out and signed Kenyon Drake still. It's because they have that onus on running the football. Yeah, that is definitely one of the things I think they do well. Uh, I, I guess the second thing that I had, similar, same as you, r- rush the passer. Mm, it's mm-hmm. it's easy. We all watched the game Monday night, okay, um, from yeah. our own personal interest of it being Baltimore, a division rival, and it being the Raiders, the team that the Steelers were saying or seeing next. And we also just, I feel like early on in the NFL season, Moats, nobody Everybody misses Everybody watches football, yeah, yeah. yeah. There will be, it's too early in the season right now. <laughs> like tonight is a good example. Yes, we will all be I'm watching this watch bum game. I'm going to watch the football game. team versus the Giants because it's just because it's football that's on. Yes. But if this was happening on Thursday Night Football in Week 14, I would not be tuning in. I would not be tuning in. I might shuffle back and forth. I might check yeah. in on it, and I'll certainly watch the highlight package and all that stuff. But everyone was tuned in Monday night because it's week one, because it's Monday night football. I think a lot of people were tuned in, too, because they wanted to see the Manning brothers broadcast and mm-hmm. see how that whole thing played out as well. But it's not its not just Alejandro Villanueva stunk on Monday night. Right. The Raiders are a team that they, they – listen, you can say that they've had their misses in the draft, and they certainly have. I but, thought they were Drake. They don't miss. <laughs> no? No, they are um, Shaq at the free throw line. Ooh. Sheesh. They, that escalated quick. They, you like Holy that one? You like, you like that one? Shaq at the free throw line. I mean, they had the line. fourth overall pick from a couple years ago in street clothes on Man, Monday night. Never want to be Shaq at the free throw line. And it's crazy. The fourth overall pick from a couple years ago is backing up. Can't even get on the field. But Max Crosby, the fifth round pick mm-hmm. from that same draft, is out there looking like an all pro. He's out there looking like an all pro. Exactly. Man. They listen, whether whether it's Farrell, whether it's Crosby, whether it's Nassib, I mean, like they have an onus on wanting dudes that can get after the quarterback. You saw that play out on Monday, and they're not gonna change that. They they can rush the rush the passer well. They have the personnel, they have the wherewithal, the desire to. That's something Arthur Motes talked about as well, too. And then the third one that I have is kind of, you know, you say like you, you mentioned how they finish well. Mm-hmm. I I guess it's kind of same church, different pew. Like they just, they, they. There's no quit in this team. That's correct. Like it, it doesn't, 
it, and that might sound cliche to say, but it, you you don't see this everywhere in the NFL. Go watch the Jets play the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Go watch the Jaguars play once we get into November. Watch the Houston Texans play. There's a lot of hey, heads hey, hanging. Hey, 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 hey. And they no, are one and zero. No, no Houston Texans slander. As long as my boy is at quarterback. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay, Tyrod. When, Tyrod, it, Tyrod. It, if Tyrod is at quarterback, we don't. We we will not allow any slander. All right, he is one and zero. He is a winner at quarterback. Just throwing it out there, man. This is a team that it doesn't matter if they are a two-win team like they were when they beat the Steelers a couple years ago. Three-win team. I remember they had four wins. They won that se- four Jeez. games. They Jeez. won that season. Thanks for the reminder. Jeez, yeah. holy 2018. Cow, man. They were four and twelve. They come to play every single game. It's a it's a it's a real Raiders mentality thing. Again, it doesn't matter if they're massive underdogs like they were against the Steelers a few years ago, or if they're five six point underdogs like they're going to be on Sunday at Heinz Field. I don't think John Gruden is the greatest coach, but one thing that I have to give him credit for Moats is he has those guys ready to play, mm-hmm. even when they're not he the does. most even when they're not the most talented team. He has those guys ready to play. And that's one thing. They 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 never give up on a game. They never have one of those take a Sunday off. They are engaged. They are ready to go. They might be a little devoid of talent in some areas. It's <laughs> a nice way to put that but, as well. But they battle. And, yes. and you can't take that away from them. Those are yeah. the three things I think they do well. I like it. Now, Arthur Motes. Three things that we think they struggle with. What do with. they struggle with? To me, man, Derek Carr, he has his limitations, right? And that was evident in the game you look at him in the first half versus him ending the game it was night and day in his performances early on he struggled with his accuracy he obviously had the interception but should have had another interception that took place in about the first quarter I believe it was maybe he's trying to force the ball to Darren Waller as well so to me that is one of their biggest weaknesses because you don't consistently know what version you're going to get with him and it's hard to account for that and plan for that when his play can swing so far between at points Monday night, he looked elite. And then at other points, it was like, yo, this guy is just highly inaccurate right yeah. there. Yeah, that's Derek Carr. That's Derek Carr, though. He has so, games where he looks really good. He has games where it's like, man, how's this guy still in the league? So to me, man, that's that's why he's definitely, you know, on that list of things that the, the, the Raiders struggle with. Also, I said O-line. Now, if Richie Incognito is still available, he's questionable right now, that changes things. But with Good just going out as well, man, they're banged up up front. They have a group that's kind of in flux. Young player, right? Alex Leatherwood, still good, but he's still young. And that was shown, obviously, on Monday with his technique. Not as consistent play in and play out as it should be. But with young players, that is what happens. So looking at that O-line and thinking about their matchup as well with our D-line, to me, I'm like, yeah, that, that's a big Agreed. issue for those guys up front. Agreed. Big time issue. And then the third thing that uh, that, that I think they struggle with is their run defense. I brought it up with uh, with Taysom Williams. Taysom is a – I mean, he showed that he's a good player, a competent player, but mm, he's not what that looked like. I don't feel – I mean, because if that was the case, then he wouldn't, be on, he wouldn't have been on a practice squad. He would have been right. on active rosters and already doing these things. But with the Raiders – in their front, <clears throat> obviously, Joe McCoy is done for the year, mm-hmm. so that's a bigger body guy. The mm-hmm. interior with their linebackers, Perryman's a good player, but he's undersized. And K.J. Wright is still learning their system. He just signed there a week ago. So I don't think that they have enough consistently to turn the run back that, that like the way they would need to against Pittsburgh. And that, to me, is the other thing that I think is a weakness for them. Motes, that's well said. Better this time for us. We have one that we overlap on. Yeah, they, they're not good at stopping the run. 
They give up almost 200 yards on the ground to the Ravens on Monday yeah. night. And we understand some of the context with the Ravens offense, sure. but the other part of it was the like – The other part of it is they're down their like, top three running yeah, backs. They're down three running backs here, bro. <laughs> and I, they still I, went I, for I, almost right. 200 yards on the ground. To, to an extent, it's like, okay, cool. If it would have been 100, all right. But 200, nah, bro. Yes. Nah, not, yes. not with a practice squad guy running not back. Not with yeah, a practice I, squad. And, that, and we all know how capable Lamar is on the ground, right. but you would think that that would be easier to keep keep contain on right. when there's no Gus Edwards, when mm-hmm. there's no J.K. Dobbins, no Justin Hill, yeah, they struggle to stop the run. And Motsi, that I'm hoping that's kind of the what's the word I'm looking for here? Like what just what the doctor ordered for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, the Steelers need a game early on in the season here where Najee goes for a hundred yards, where the offensive line is is making holes out there, where Uh-oh. they control the clock, where Uh-oh. they control the ball. Are you about to say I thought you were about to pull it to it? Is this that game? No. <laughs> oh, say, oh, Lord, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. If, if if we come in here on Monday, you and I, and 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 the Steelers struggled mightily to run the football mm-hmm. again, I'm gonna be concerned. As long as they win, it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> what they told us. <laughs> I'm gonna be concerned. And, and, and when they win, I'm gonna hit you with the Coach Tomlin. We do not care because we need to run the ball. This, we do not care. This is a <laughs> this is a Raiders team that struggles to stop the run. Yeah, and. You got to start getting that thing, I think, moving in the right direction if you are the Steelers this week. That's the similar one that Moats and I have on what the ra- things the Raiders struggle with. We could obviously talk about how they struggled to draft well, but that's a different conversation <laughs> for a different time. My second thing is, Moats, it's stretching the field. Mm, you know, I okay. talked about the balance offense. They run the football. They throw the football. Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. There is true balance there, but the one thing their offense lacks is the ability to stretch the field. Mm-hmm. They don't have a guy who could take the top off. They don't have a burner, like maybe a Deontay Johnson type. They don't have a a guy who can go up and get it and moss you in a Chase Claypool type. Darren Waller is phenomenal, okay? I mean, he's he's right up there with Kelsey and Gronk. He, he's in that stratosphere he is. without a doubt. But the one thing that their offense leaves to be desired and I think it's you know it'll, it'll play well we could talk about this as it relates to Minka Fitzpatrick later on if we want to I don't think you have to worry as much about this team stretching the field Derek Carr just hasn't hit those passes consistently and they haven't shown onus to want to do that regularly yes that's number two for me Motes. I, I I don't I think they struggle to stretch the field on offense I really do they do though I mean, they do. All I mean, you got to do is cut on the tape and watch. That's my thing. I'm like, like we certain, talk about that with the Steelers. They don't correct. take deep shots. They don't take deep shots. Watch the Raiders. They take maybe one a game. And my thing is, it's like they try to create shots with rugs, but I don't think he's a consistent enough player. Agreed. Like I don't. I don't think he consistently enough beats single coverage. I don't think he utilizes route running and speed to the they, best way. They, they try to make him into like a Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, but, he's but just, that's not his game. That's not his game. I, I, I think they struggle to stretch the field. I think that bodes well for the Steelers' defense. That's number two on the list of three things that the Raiders struggle with. Third and final one, Arthur Motes. I don't think they're very good in the secondary either. Ooh, okay. They've, yeah, had, a, they've yeah. had a lot of moving parts in that secondary. Lot you, of f- you don't like the names, though? They got Casey Hayward. Junior. Yeah, what was the... And they drafted what's-his-name from Ohio State a couple years ago, and he was supposed to be the yeah. savior back there. Gary and Conley was yeah. supposed to be the savior. Then but, they now, but, now, in, but now they got a Big 12 guy back there. They do. Trevon Morick. Trevon Morick. Hey, now. I like, you and I both like him, but he's still a rookie. Um, they just uh, 
they, it feels like they constantly shuffle that second. And, and they got Mr. Horror Knox. Carl, Abrams, Carl, man. Carl Joseph has gone in and out of that secondary a yeah. few times. Um because he, he wasn't better in, than these guys. That's why. Yeah. They, they tried yeah. to bring in my, my other <laughs> WVU brother and Daryl Worley as well, too, after he had some success in Carolina. Didn't work out for him in Oakland. They just moats their their secondary is like a revolving door. It's like those four or five guys that get the, you know, the majority of the snaps. Mm-hmm. It's like they change every year. Seriously, man. And I think you see that play out. They they use a lot of first and second round draft picks that are off the roster in a few years. Hey, sounds a lot like their defensive end selections. <laughs> they they bring in a lot of free agents that are gone in a year or two. Their secondary moats, I think, just is is not at varsity level. It's something that they struggle with. And and Leaves I think a little bit to be desired. And 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 you know what? And that's where the magic. When, when I'm starting to play this thing out, I think that's where the magic could happen on Sunday if you're able to establish the run. Plus, against a team that's not as stout in the secondary, you give Claypool, you give Juju, you give Deontay, you give James Washington, Ebron, and Fryermuth some more space out there. That in turn backs those guys up. You give Najee Harris more space out there. It could be a perfect marriage, a perfect blend Sunday at Heinz Field, Motsi. Um because not only do they struggle to stop the run, I, I also, aside from their pass rush, I, I think their defense can be had. They're, they're not great at stopping the run. That is a great assessment, man, because and, and that is the, the case secondary. right now. Yeah. That's the case right now. Do you, how, how much does it have to happen? Not finished product, obviously. It's week two. But are, are you in the same boat as me that you will be concerned if you don't see the offense take a noticeable step forward here? Like I said, not finished product. Not not all. My prone, thing is though, what, but a what, noticeable what is, step forward. What is a noticeable step forward though? Them being able to run the ball more consistently. Run the ball more consistently. Because score like, points more often when you get down to the red zone. Well, what was your expectation for this offense? I think that's the difference too, because mine wasn't way, as way, high just because this low old to, line. Way low to start the season. Yeah. But I, I think if you're going to get better, we, if you're going to mm-hmm. have that that 1% that we always talk about, yeah. like this is the week it has to st- – they, they just have to look better this week on offense than they did last For week. For me, I'm just concerned just turnovers. Yeah. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a huge one too. Right. I mean, Take care of the football. Because t- – <laughs> we or real about it, the announcer made the joke of, you know, Ben was throwing the interception on purpose to draw that attention. <laughs> but it's like – that type of stuff can't happen, baby, because no. that changes the game. It's a 10-3 game. You're giving them the ball at midfield. That's, to me, change. That, that that's what I need to see more of, protecting the ball. I think the run game will happen, but I don't think that's going to happen until this O-line gets right, and I don't think that's happening anytime soon. I just really – I mean, in, as much as I want it to be, I just do not think that that's going to be the case right now. So protection of the ball – to me, takes pre president over everything because I think as long as they protect this rock, the defense is good enough. And special teams have shown a little bit in terms of being able to make plays that, all right, we should still be able to get out of these stadiums until right, and, right. until everything else catches up. And that's why I'm not like as concerned about them up like in terms of like that next sure, step sure, because sure. I just don't think they're capable of doing it right now. I hope they surprise me, but I just don't think they're capable of it right now. It would be a pleasant surprise for yes. sure. <laughs> Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. We're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back on the other side, our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will join us from down on the south side at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex as we continue to set the stage for everything Steelers Raiders. 
this Sunday at Heinz Field. You know where to get at us on the Twitter.com if you want to get involved with the show. we got a bunch of tweets already. We'll get to more of those as we roll along. We'll continue to scout the Raiders up next around the corner with the Batman. Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Brian Backo. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, having some fun on a Thursday. The only way we know how. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.